Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management and marketing professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calagiris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Marketing, and your host for this episode. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics in an area where I think there's just a huge opportunity for product teams to look at, and that is digital marketing. And who better to tell us more about digital marketing and talk about the opportunities than Nick Elif, Vice President of Marketing at Gabriel Marketing Group, which is a digital agency focused on technology that's out of, I think, D.C. Uh, and Boston, I think all up around the East Coast. Hello, Nick. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me today. It is my pleasure, Nick. Uh, first, just a little bit of background. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got into digital marketing and, and kind of uh, why you're so passionate about it? Absolutely. So I've always been really involved in the web from its early days and, and web design, web development, and that, of course, uh, grew into uh, digital and digital marketing. Uh, but funny enough, I was actually a finance major in college. Uh, but uh, then I ended up joining the finance industry because it was right around the 2008, 2009. <laughs> it was a bad time. <laughs> Not so, the best time uh, for that. <laughs> precisely. So I decided to follow my passion instead, and I uh, haven't looked back since. Uh, and I've been both on the agency side and on the product side uh, at a startup um, before this role. So I think I have a pretty good perspective on, on uh, how both work and how they interact with each other and why they're both so essential uh, to a successful digital strategy. But currently, I'm the vice president uh, of marketing at Gabriel Marketing Group, and we work with a lot of uh, SaaS companies, uh, and we do a lot of uh, digital marketing for uh, you know, early-stage accelerated growth companies, uh, and then, of course, the more well-established companies as well. Awesome. So when people talk about digital marketing, I think sometimes people think of it as like the single tactic, right? Like I've got Google AdWords, I've got this digital marketing thing covered. Um, but you know, and we've seen it's so much more than that, right? There's so much to it. Can we talk a little bit about when you say digital marketing, what does that landscape look like to you? What does that encompass? Yeah, it's, it's uh, expanded so much in recent years uh, and it's grown and it's constantly growing. It's a very dynamic space. Uh, and it's kind of a new industry uh, and because it's, it's really diverging from traditional marketing and what traditional advertising and marketing in the 80s and 90s used to be with TV, radio, billboards. This is a whole new paradigm. And uh, that makes it a little more challenging, but it's also very exciting uh, because we're on the cusp of things happening and developing. Uh, and, and you're totally right. You know, people oftentimes focus on individual tactics but uh, it, it's really how um, all the pieces to the puzzle come together uh, and, and sort of the strategic backbone that's so important uh, and, and getting it right uh, and getting the strategic direction correct before you start, you know, go in and dive deep and start implementing on a tactical level. And what we found a lot uh, these days is that the true differentiator is understanding what you're marketing understanding the business. So if you're from a, in an agency, you, you have to understand kind of what, what your clients really do. If you're on the product side, you have to really uh, kind of, uh, not only obviously you understand what, what your product does, but how your consumers, how your audience thinks about it. And then get into their minds and, and work on that messaging and then the positioning and the go-to market strategy before you start thinking about, okay, how am I gonna target these people? 
And I think from, from a pragmatic marketing perspective, right, we talk about understanding your persona, the people, and then the problems that your product is solving, which is what, to your point, how they think about your product, what is it that makes it important to them. And one of the things I find so interesting about digital, which you've really helped me see, is the ability to almost micro segment um, who you're targeting and then what message you're doing to really resonate with the individual personas. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's really fascinating um, because we've seen it from, from both sides. When you, when you run the same exact targeting, the same exact you know, tactical execution, but then you, you A-B test uh, the message and one resonates so much more than the other. So at the end of the day, we have to really help people and drive value with our advertising. Uh, in, in a world where there's so much noise, uh, everybody's uh, advertising, everybody's is, is kind of uh, proverbially uh, trying to, to, to speak to you. Uh, it, it really makes a difference when you deliver value with what you're, what you're uh, putting out there. So often, again, in, a, in my naive youth, uh, so long ago, no, uh, but the, <laughs> I thought about digital marketing, I would think of it, you know, it's like a lead generation activity, right? But one of the other things that you talk about are all the different ways digital marketing can support a product group, sort of pre, post-launch, and sales enablement. And I think that's a fascinating topic. So I would love to kind of dig into each one of those. So when you say digital marketing can help you pre-launch, how does, what do you mean by that? Well, it's, it's important to, to have product marketing involved in that, in that pre-launch phase uh, because they have to anticipate how the user will not only um, use the product, but how the user themselves can help you grow uh, your customer base uh, and help you acquire new customers. I mean, think about somebody like uh, Dropbox. You know, early on, they realized, hey, we're going to incorporate this sharing into the product where the more you share and the more people sign up for Dropbox, the more space you get, right? You get two gigabytes or I forgot what it used to be, but. And that was incorporated at a very early stage. It's so almost a growth hack that lives inside the product. And, and that was, of course, um, anticipated and, and implemented pre, uh, pre-launch. So it's that kind of power that um, affecting the product uh, can, can have on, on later digital marketing uh, strategy. If you're going to build a digital campaign focused on supporting pre-launch efforts, what kind of metrics would you look at to see if that was being successful? Well, and of course, it's tough to have data uh, at that early stage, but um, there's, there's things you can do. There's, for example, running surveys, running focus groups, running uh, beta testing. Uh, and of course, we always recommend beta testing uh, as such an important sta- um, stage in, in product development, uh, because that gives you an early idea of how uh, users will be um, interacting with the, with the MVP. Uh, and, and taking that data and really internalizing it and, and as you're building the digital strategy playbook, try to put yourself in the shoes of your, of your customer uh, and really um, sort of build out the, the digital marketing rollout according to that early data that you have. But, but of course, you have to first put, put the, um, the plan of, of acquiring that early data in place. Awesome. You know, and that kind of bridges so we're going to talk about post-launch activities first but i know you have a similar idea of that beta even post-launch you and i have worked together on some some 
generation campaigns in the digital space. And one of the things you're super firm about, like, no, we start small budget. We figure out all of the, the what's working, what's not working, right? It's a constant quick, you know, first six weeks, let's say, of getting data and revising and revising. And then you really start to invest and expand, um, which I think sounds like something you do on, on all sides of the digital campaigns. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's, it's really science, <laughs> not, to, not to make this sound more complicated than it is, but the scientific method, you know, we start with a hypothesis and an educated hypothesis based on experience, based on what we know, based on that pre-launch data, let's say. But, but really, we have to let the market speak for itself and the market never lies, uh, which is why we like to start with uh, a slower uh, rollout, maybe not try to hit aggressive targets from the beginning and just test and, and see what comes in. And of course, uh, in those early days of a campaign, we have to be very analytical, very involved, uh, very hands-on, and um, uh, most importantly, document what we're testing and what we're changing uh, because we have to be able to attribute changes in the data to changes that we've made in the campaigns. Um, and, and that's sort of the, the growing, the growing pains. Uh, and through that process, we, we oftentimes stumble on counterintuitive, uh, you know, insights that we could have never predicted. And then, uh, of course, that, that early data leads us down the path of what's working, what's not, let's spend more money on what's working. Let's cut back on what's not. And then let's test new, uh, you know, hypotheses. And, and that's kind of the process that, that grows and develops into a successful campaign. So first of all, obviously your finance background and your love of numbers has helped you out with how data-driven digital is, right? Yes, I would say so. You said that occasionally when you, when you do this, you get a surprising result, right? Something that your hypothesis yeah. didn't expect. Do you have an example that you could share? Yeah, actually um, we were running a campaign for a customer on Pinterest. And Pinterest is traditionally, you know, known as a, um, a, a platform where uh, most of the users are female. Much like the conventional wisdom is that Reddit is populated by young males, uh, Pinterest is considered to be a female-focused social media platform. And what we found out was that because we were running um, uh, certain um, home improvement campaigns, actually a lot, of, a lot of guys were interacting with our campaigns, and, and most of our customers and, and conversions from Pinterest ended up being uh, guys. So we would have never expected that. And, and that's just one very simple example. But mm-hmm. um, the market teaches, and you have to, you have to pay attention and, and learning. Uh, but uh, constantly we see counterintuitive things happening. Um, and it's, uh, for me, it's, it's just really exciting because it's an opportunity to learn something new from the real world, uh, something that we can measure is something we can learn. Great answer. Let's take a quick break and we'll get right back into it. Hello, Pragmatic Live listeners. Did you know that we have helped more than 8,000 companies worldwide with our proven methodology and framework? Put the Pragmatic Marketing Framework to work for your organization. Visit pragmaticmarketing.com slash buy. All right, let's get back to the podcast. I think it's one of the areas I love about digital marketing too is the speed and the amount of feedback you get from the market so quickly on 
you know, uh, on your marketing and advertising campaigns. In the old days, it didn't work this way, right? Like you, you ran an ad yeah. in a magazine and you were like, I hope someone calls and you'll know something <laughs> in a little bit and it's all very long and, and you have a very limited amount of data to work with. When you're working with the digital marketing, it's quick and it's fast and it's got, you know, a, a good amount of data. So you can start to A-B test things very quickly and really refine what you do. And I think that's um, really exciting. And I think it's something that if we're not taking advantage of as marketers in the space, that we're really missing an opportunity to, as you say, you know, let the market teach us and let the market drive what our execution and our yeah, program definitely should. and like i said in the beginning and and we both know this it's it's a brand new paradigm and it's, it's challenging on one hand because uh there's really no uh hiding from from results <laughs> so <laughs> your, your, your feet your, your feet are going to be held to the fire and but uh that being said um you also have an ability to quickly see uh, the results of your changes and and, and when something is working, you're able to, to zero in on that uh, much quicker. So uh, it's, it's, it's a sort of two-edged uh, uh, blade, but um, if, if you're dedicated to it and, and dive in, uh, then, then the data becomes your best friend. And of course, uh, you know, in addition to that, you have to guess, pay attention to uh, data is, is uh, everywhere now, and there, there's so much of it. Uh, even like in, in one Google Analytics instance, there's so many different things you can look at. So practicing, uh, uh, focusing on what's important uh, and, and maybe having a data scientist on your team or, or uh, at least a, a data junkie, <laughs> somebody who can really dive into the numbers, put them in order and make sense of them because you want to be focusing on the right things and you don't want to be distracted by, um, by the pretty things. You want to be focused on what's really, really matters. When I think taking the data and making it um, useful information is a big part, right? I was talking to some people I work with at one company and, and we'd done a bunch of A-B testing and they were all excited because they're like, we did all this A-B testing. And I'm like, well, what did it show us? And they were like, oh, well, we didn't, we didn't look at that. I'm like, well, <laughs> what are we doing then? <laughs> but, it, but again, to your point, somebody, a data scientist would be ideal, but somebody who just loves data even needs to take and consume all that data and help you focus on the right ones. And I think that with the speed and the fact it's a fairly new paradigm and the speed at which it shifts, that can be difficult on the on digital marketing to be able to um, kind of keep current and see the data for what it really says and not get distracted. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, um, and it's, it's, you know, the really the hard part about it is constantly asking the hard questions uh, of your data. Uh, because it's, it's, it's very easy to paint a, a perfect picture uh, and say, hey, we got all these clicks, we got all these impressions, we got all these conversions. But sort of the, the one, the litmus test is, well, did it affect revenue? Did it positively impact revenue? And that's, that's why we always try to drive to that bottom line, because that's the ultimate question um, that we try to answer. Uh, and, and then if, if the data supports that, then then you've succeeded. And if it doesn't, then you have a lot more work to do. All right. So we talked a little bit about pre and post launch. Uh, but I think it's really interesting. You mentioned to me in an earlier conversation we had about digital marketing for sales enablement. Talk to me a little bit more about what you mean there. Well, I, I'm, I'm personally, obviously, on, on the marketing side, but I, I believe marketing and sales are essentially part of one team. And the, the, 
we have to consider them as part of one whole because they are trying to achieve a common goal. Um, now they speak different languages at times, and uh, I've I've definitely been privy to a lot of friction between marketing and sales teams. Um, but I think I think w when I've seen the the uh, the two working uh, in complete alignment is when I've seen the best results happen. So as far as sales enablement, you know. Uh, the product marketers understand the product really well and and they have to empower uh, the sales team with knowledge documentation um, really just driving the uh, sort of the ideation of uh, the solution um, we use frequently we use the, the the cliche you know marketing is is content but sales is context and content is is a big net um, and you're sort of fishing with dynamite and you know uh but but the sales team is there to 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 tell the customer well this is how this content applies to your company this is how what we do applies to your uh specific pain point and and i think the product marketer uh is there uh to to really support that process and and enable the sales team with the tools uh and and with the content and, and with the, the talking points to, to really drive, drive home that sale and, and close. So in the, in, the, in the sense of sales enablement then, what kind of metrics or areas would you be watching? You know, there's the handoff process, right? Between um, the marketing and the sales team. And oftentimes we uh, implement a, a lead score, for example, that then um, automates what, a uh, marketing qualified lead, lead is, and then gets transferred over to the sales team, and then they decide what a sales qualified lead is. And all of that is being tracked. And we're looking at those conversion metrics, the MQL to SQL ratio, then the SQL to opportunity ratio, the opportunity to deal, deal to close. And all of those ratios become uh, part of the formula for the growth model uh, of the company. So when we have all of those, um, all of those metrics uh, and, and we plug them into the formula, we know if we want to drive, you know, let's say 100 customers this year, and the average customer is, uh, brings in X revenue, then using this formula, we can determine how many SQLs, how many MQLs, down to even the level of how many impressions and clicks we need to drive to get these hundred customers. So the whole thing becomes very streamlined. And of course, it's, you know, it, it's never perfect, but it gives you a very great picture of where you need to be and how much you need to be investing in marketing uh, and, and how much you need to be investing in each stage of that journey to hit those metrics. So really we, we're looking at, to answer your question, we look at those, uh, those ratio metrics uh, from one stage to the other uh, in the marketing to sales funnel. That's awesome. And I, I would think that it would also, um, that, you know, we, we often, we've talked about leads and MQLs and SQLs of those, you know, for a long time, but I think that the digital and some of the data you get from that too would add a significantly deeper layer of understanding about which ones work and which ones don't, right? So at first you just, you had to go through manually, then you could maybe get scoring and grading, but here with all the data that comes through the digital avenues, you could really start to see which segments are not only converting the most each way along the way, and then ends up with the most revenue at the end. 
Exactly, exactly. There's much that marketing can teach sales and vice versa. And that's why we recommend that the, the marketing and sales teams use the same tools mm-hmm. and have access and visibility to each other's uh, KPIs and reporting dashboards because um, we frequently see insights born in uh, uh, the sales conversations trickle down to the marketing team and then the marketing team, you know, shifts messaging or, or, or tries a new uh, vertical or a new creative. Um, and, and then we see that impact trickle back up to, to the sales team. So it's, it's back and forth, right? And, and they have to work closely and be aligned um, uh, at every, every stage of, of the journey. Yes, I think it always works smoother when they're, they're to your said point, they're two parts of the same team and they have the same ultimate goals. Uh, and keeping those in tune um, and together is always going to be the best bet. Absolutely. Uh, and something you mentioned earlier, you know, how a lot of people these days think about marketing is just lead generation. Yes, of course, lead generation is important, but, but we're so much more. And, and marketing can be so much more um, if leveraged properly. And, and th- this sales enablement conversation is, is part of one of those big examples, right? Um, you can truly drive, as a marketer, you can truly drive um, a lot of the ideas and the concepts that get tested by the sales team. And then we see that reverberate through the marketplace um, and, and back uh, reflected uh, onto the product. All right, so we talked about a lot of different stuff today, Nick. Uh, all parts of digital marketing, pre-launch, post-launch, sales enablement, metrics that matter, what's changed in the last 10 years. But if you were gonna say to our listeners, uh, two things that you would like them to do differently tomorrow based on what we talked about today, what would you have them focus on? Look at the data and, and ask the hard questions. Um, ask the hard questions of the data. Um, that would be, I guess, number one. And when I mean, when I say hard questions, I mean, how does it impact your revenue? Uh, and so th- that would be number one. Number two, it would be um, ask yourself, am I different? A- is my marketing different? And, and I know this is cliche and everybody says it, but look around, look at what your competition is doing. Look at what people that you admire in the space are doing and ask yourself, am I really communicating in a unique way that resonates with my audience and what can I be doing to do that better don't follow traditional advice there's no traditional conventional advice in digital marketing right everything is we're we're inventing it as we go so just try to be different so if I have to summarize two things be different and ask the hard questions of your data all right Nick thank you very much for joining me today thank you it was my pleasure and um, I really appreciate your time today All right. That does it for today's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help elevate your product, your company, and your career.